Welcome to B2B Writing Success, the podcast on building a thriving business as a business-to-business writer or copywriter. B2B Writing Success is brought to you by American Writers and Artists, Inc. Now here's your host, copywriting expert and business coach, Steve Slonwhite. Hello, fellow B2B writers and copywriters. I hope you had a great week with your business. You know, one of the best ways to build a thriving writing business for yourself is to talk to other people who have built thriving writing businesses for themselves. In fact, that's exactly what I've been doing for many, many years. In fact, when I started back in the 1990s, one of the things I would do is call up other writers who seemed to have successful businesses, and I would chat them up and try to get a little of their insights into how they built their writing business and how they became so successful. You can learn a lot from conversations like that. So that's what I wanted to do in this podcast as often as I can, is to share other writers' perspectives on how they built their own writing business and how they became so successful. Because you can learn so much from how other writers built their business. And Some of those ideas that you get from other writers may not work for you. Every writer has a different way of doing things. Every writer has different tips and tricks and techniques that have worked well for them that may not work well for you, but you can still learn so much. So what I want to do in this podcast as often as I can is to share with you some of the insights from other successful writers. And with that in mind, I have a real treat for you today. I have an interview with Bruce Kazanoff. Now, if you don't know Bruce Kazanoff, Uh, You haven't been on LinkedIn lately. He has over 750,000 followers on LinkedIn. He's probably one of the most followed people on LinkedIn. He is a social media ghostwriter. He works with a lot of business leaders and thought leaders as a ghostwriter. He's built a really cool writing business for himself over the past few years. And in my interview with Bruce, he shares a lot of the insights into how he did that. And I want you to listen very carefully when he talks about how he quote-unquote selects clients because he has a very important lesson to share there. Oh, and almost forgot, Bruce is the co-author of a brand new book called I Am. And I have a copy of that book. I finished reading it. I loved it. And I encourage you to uh, check it out. It's I, if, you, if you go to Amazon and type in I am and then type in Bruce Kazanoff, you'll find it. So without further ado, let's segue to my interview with Bruce Kazanoff. Well, thank you, Bruce Kazanoff, for joining us on the podcast today. Really appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure, Steve. I'm happy to be here. And what I'd like to focus on is in the area of building a thriving writing business. And I know that you have uh, built a very thriving writing business for yourself. I wanted to focus on not just building a a thriving writing business, but a writing business that's consistent with your with your values. But before we get into that, I just wanted to back up and, and uh, just talk about a bit of background with you. I know you have an extensive business background. You've, you've uh, had a lot of business achievements over your career. And uh, you had a lot of, probably had a lot of choices as to what you wanted to do at this stage in your professional life. What made you decide to get into uh, a writing business and specifically ghostwriting? So, so I'm an accidental ghostwriter in the sense that, you know, as you said, I was running businesses, I was speaking, I was doing many things. I had ghostwritten a book in 2006 because um, 
a friend of a friend who, who ran a PR agency knew that I wrote my own book in 12 weeks and they had a ghostwriter creator on them. And this was an assignment to basically call up like the Jamie diamonds of the world and interview them and, um, and turn it into a book. And so they needed someone who could pull this off in 12 weeks. And I did it. I, it was a good experience. And then I forgot about ghostwriting. I, I went on with my career and, and then, you know, six years ago or so when, um, content marketing became more of a thing and I became a LinkedIn influencer and I, all of a sudden I had this ghostwriting credit and I had visibility and people started asking me, do I, do I want to ghostwrite? And at first I, I kept saying no. And then this voice in my head said, wait, you know, wait a minute, this would be this great life because, you know, you're not tied down to being on an airplane. You're not tied down to, uh, to other things. And so eventually I started to say yes. And over the course of a year, I took everything else off my profile, meaning, you know, consultant, speaker, author, and just had ghostwriter. And when I did that, then I had a flow of, of business. And, and ever since, that's what I do. So by accidental, you mean there's a, a demand that, that grew uh, for, for your services before you even put a name to it, I guess. And, yes, yes, <laughs> and, you, exactly. and you decide to think, okay, well, there's people there that value what I do. There's people there that uh, that want what I can I can do and help them with, and, and you responded to that. Um, now, how did you uh, end up structuring your business in a way that is consistent with your values? Because getting to know you on LinkedIn, I read a lot of your LinkedIn articles, I know that that values and contribution are very important to you. And it seems to me it's really weaved into your business quite deliberately. Um, so how did you structure your business to, to align with your values? So, so Marshall Goldsmith, who's one of the world's best coaches, says that client selection is everything. And if you get client selection right, you know, it's like all, down, all downhill in a good way. You know, it, oh, it's easy from there. And so what I do is... I am very clear and vocal about what I stand for, what I believe in, um, how I like to communicate. And, and since almost all my clients, well, all my clients find me either through referrals or through my writing under my own name. And, and so it, it, it gives me a chance without ever having, you know, a hard conversation with a prospect saying, well, you know, are you willing to do this? You know, the, 95% of the people who come to me have read things that I wrote under my own name. And because they do that, they see, you know, so I write about enlightened self-interest doing well by doing good. And at first I thought, you know, it, to be a good ghostwriter, you have to be able to capture someone else's voice. And I used to talk a lot about how, you know, I was able to do that. But over time I've realized that I attract people who essentially like the way that my articles sound. So while they don't want to necessarily sound like me, they want the intersection of, you know, my values, my way of communicating, which is pretty simple and pretty memorable, um, and what the knowledge in their head is, and obviously what their goals are. And and because of that, you know, I I find it easy to write for you know, at least eighty five percent of the people who come to me. Because they essentially want you know me to do what I do naturally, and 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 not just in terms of tone, but also in terms of, you know, like I don't get many Machiavellian you know super aggressive people coming to me at all. Mm -hmm. 
So you're attracting the kind of clients that you want to attract based on yep. how you position yourself, how you communicate, uh, the content ba that you develop and put out there? Based on being me. I mean, I'm, I, okay. yeah, I'm just me. I'm not, I have no strategy. I have no like, okay, I'm going to build a brand that's X, Y, Z. I just, you know, I mean, to, again, to me, the, 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 I had this bizarre experience when I became a LinkedIn influencer, which I did the first week of their program. You know, I heard about this program and, and, you know, they had, you know, Barack Obama and Richard Branson. And for whatever bizarre reason, I just immediately said, I have to do that. And I sent them a note and I just come out with this book, Smart Customer, Stupid Companies. And so I pitched them, you know, let me in and I'll write, uh, you know, uh, articles about basically a smart company compared to a stupid company. And they said, yes. I mean, three days later, they said, yes. And, and I, so I start trying to write those type of articles competing with Richard Branson and nobody, nobody, even my wife didn't read those articles. And so then I said, you know, I'm in. So I, that's what I pitched them. But I could tell no one was monitoring to see, was I doing what I said? And so the, for the first time in my life, I had an audience. I didn't have to write about what my business was. You know, I didn't have to be a marketing piece. And I could write about what, whatever was important to me. So I, I literally sat there and said, what's important to me? And, and so I had this rare opportunity to to just write about what's important to me and have an audience because in those days they were promoting the post that, that we did. And, and so I developed a voice, which was literally just my voice and, and yeah, and that it's worked beautifully. It wasn't, it wasn't, that's another reason why I say accidental. It wasn't a planned strategy. Uh, this is how I'll get good clients. How I'll make it easier. But in retrospect, as I look back, it, it's, that's exactly what happened. Now, it doesn't sound like you had a planned strategy, but actually there's a strategy at work there uh, from what I hear, and that is you, you tried an approach and you realized it wasn't working exactly the way you wanted it to work. You weren't getting a lot of readers, so you shift your approach a little bit yeah. uh, and, and tried, a, tried a different approach, uh, and, and that worked much better. And that approach, of course, was just being yourself and writing about things that you care about in business. Yes, and, and I also did. I mean, I, I think it's a little bit more complicated than that because I did – I did think about what's the intersection between what I care about and why people come to LinkedIn. So I didn't say gardening. I love gardening. I love right. skiing. I write about skiing all day long. I, I did try and find an intersection. Great, great. That's good because you, uh, you, you didn't doggedly stick with that initial theme for your, your articles, even though, even though it doesn't, it, when it wasn't, it clearly wasn't working for you, right? No. You, try, you tried a different approach, and, and I think that's important for people building a, a writing business to know is that, you know, you start out with one approach, but if, you know, you take that so far, and if it's, if it's not working, it's okay to switch and, 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 and make a right turn and pivot a little bit. Oh, see, yeah. I, see what works for you. I, see what I, the I market responds I, to. I tinker more than anybody I know. You know, I will try everything. I tried not just different headlines, different stories, different mediums, you know, video, short, long, slide shares. I, I, I try to outchange a headline after I publish a piece. I, I just constantly try to figure it out. Part of it because I like change, but part of it is um, because I just, I think it's so cool that you can do that today. You know, it used to be, you know, which, you know, when I was starting out, like I originally was in the direct marketing business, you know, 30 years ago. And, you know, you just, you mailed something, that was it. You could test two versions of it, but, you know, but the idea that you can change a headline five times in 45 minutes, you know, is 
to me, it's just still so cool. Yeah, yeah. You, you and I have the same background. I also came from the direct marketing industry, direct mail. <laughs> and that's All so the true. people come from that. <laughs> yeah, you, you can do an A-B test with two different envelopes. Right. Uh, that's about it, <laughs> you know. And right. it was a two-month right. project, and and you didn't really know what results you got till weeks after that. And right. now it's instantaneous almost. Um, now, you touched on this a little bit already, but let me ask the question. It, um, is uh, There are a lot of ways to promote your business. Uh, and land clients and land the type of clients you want. You mentioned earlier uh, from Marshall Goldstein's advice that client selection Goldsmith, is so yeah, important. Yeah, yeah. Did I, is, is it right, uh, Marshall Goldstein? Goldsmith. 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 Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, I wrote that down wrong. Okay. Marshall Goldsmith there. Um, what are some of the ways or some of the methods you've, you've tested, tinkered with to uh, Promote your business and attract the kind of clients you want. You mentioned one where you play around a lot with, uh, with, with different ways of communicating with different headlines and things like that. But what are some of the other tactical methods you've, you've used? The, 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 the single most important thing by far for me is clarity of what I do. So when I – and I always, I always think in terms of LinkedIn just because it's the easiest way to communicate, you know, how you position yourself. You can apply what I'm talking about to – you know, having your own website or blog or speaking or, you know, when I switch, well, I, I, I've done, you know, I've switched back and forth, but when I said ghostwriter and nothing else, I stopped saying every other qualifying phrase, every other author, also the co-author of this or, you know, it exponentially increases the amount of business I get. And the second that I make that fuzzy, or the second I say I do two things, I'm a speaker and a ghostwriter, goes through the floor. You know, and so that clarity, you know, one of the things that I've observed is that because I work, because I write for so many different people and I see how others respond to them, I see what works in terms of their leads too. That, you know, so when you go out to hire someone, you want the best blank. You want the best you know, copywriter for um, season ticket sales in hockey, if that's what your your business is. If you're, you know, the Boston Bruins, you're trying to sell season tickets, you want the best man or woman to do that. Uh, and, and when people start saying, you know, I'm a copywriter, I'm a ghostwriter, I'm a ghostwriter, I'm a novelist, I'm a all those things can be true, but you can't say them at the same time if you want business. Now, you can say them at a party. You can say them you know, in a podcast, but the closer you get to this is the one thing that I do better than anyone, that's where you get business. So if that's your goal. And, and I think the time to say, well, you know, but I also am a vi visual artist. I've done 200 you know, plus uh, kind of visual thinkings and, and shared them online. I don't say that you know, in my first pass that is on LinkedIn at the top of my website, if I have a client and they're struggling and I think they could benefit from another skill I have or another service, I tell them, but that's never my outreach. My outreach is always I'm a ghostwriter. Yeah, I've heard that over and over again over the years. I remember a story many years ago of a corporate trainer who uh, did a lot of training in soft skills, communication skills, leadership, and things like that. And he was very, very good, but having trouble getting business. And then he decided to change and just do uh, business writing workshops. 
Mm-hmm. And once he got in in the door, he, he was able to educate his client on, oh, by the way, I also do, you know, PowerPoint design workshops as well and that. But he used business writing workshops as as his tip of his spears. Like that's that's what that's who he was. And his business went through the roof as soon as he simplified everything and became the business writing workshop guy. That's right. <laughs> right? That's right. Right. So yeah. the clarity is 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 very, very important. Um, now, let me ask you one, one last question, and I know that uh, you probably touched on some of this already from your, from your last answer. Uh, a big concern that many uh, professionals have when they're building a writing business or writing-oriented business of any kind, copywriting, ghostwriting, corporate writing, content strategy in writing, is that writing is increasingly seen as a commodity in, in, in some areas, or at the very least, the commodity market for writing has grown because of the internet. So any advice for writers on how to position and differentiate yourself to attract clients who hire you based on your value and, and right. base, rather than your price? Well, so I think it gets sort of to what I just said, meaning that you, you, you pick the one thing you do you know, better than anybody. And that that you want. So, you know, I say ghostwriting. There's lots of different ways to say you can go into a vertical. You can go into a particular function. You know, to me, a big part of why I, well, besides the fact that I'm driven to write and I'm driven to say what I want to say, is if if you look at me as um, just another writer, then to do that, you have to ignore the fact that you know, I have, I don't know, a thousand articles where I stand for, it's what we, how we open this, that I, you know, I built a following that's large. I built a, you know, so I look at myself, um, as the demonstration of what makes me you know, more than generic. That is, so I've chosen to write under my own name to, to, to you know, so sometimes I say, you know, there are many ways to, to say that, but, you know, sometimes, and I, I worry about being obnoxious, I say, you know, if you can find a writer who has more followers, then you should hire that person instead of me. Or, you know, if you can hire someone who's done more, um, launch more banks into, you know, I don't know, the ATM market or whatever. You know, so people resist specialization, but like you, you said a minute ago, the more you can say, there's plenty of writers, but there aren't plenty of writers who do X and that X should be connected to that one thing you're presenting yourself as. And, and if you don't do that, then yeah, you're a commodity, you know, and, 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 and the the biggest pushback against that is, well, you know, I'm worried I can't get enough business if I just say I'm in this niche, you know, and there is a point of, you know, kind of crossing the chasm where you go from, you have a pretty busy month so you have a couple of months where you have one client, you know, but getting to a unique positioning and getting to a defendable, you know, positioning, once you do that, you, you said, you know, the guy's business took off. You, it, you get much more, it's counterintuitive, but by focusing on what you really do best, by focusing on a definable niche, you know, there's lots of reasons why that works better. And it not only works better because you 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 get clients and your business grows. It, I think it also works better for you as as a as a self-employed business person because you're doing work that you're really good at. Yep. yep. For clients who really value uh, what what you're doing, and that dynamic is a wonderful dynamic to be in. Right. When, when I also think that there's a test there that that 
if you let's imagine that, that you're talking to a potential client and you say to, to him or her, uh, my minimum monthly retainer is two thousand dollars, whatever, whatever it is. And 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 they say, well, that's ridiculous. I can get you know people to write you know, an article for one hundred dollars each and say, well, fine. Like I, for, for you to be, you know, for you to be able to say, well, every client I have that pays me that has been with me for at least 12 months and none of them would switch and you're fine. If you don't want to do it, that's fine. But know that, you know, the reason I do that is because it's what it's worth and you have to really believe that and you have to know the truth behind that, that you've gotten good enough at your niche that you can actually demonstrate value. I think the biggest challenge with a lot of writers is that they're actually not creating value, you know, and that they actually are generic. I don't mean this to be critical, but if you look at it, it I can't be a generalist. I, mean, I, I write more than, you know, I'm not sure I write more than you, but I write more than, you know, 99.9% .9 of the, the people in the world, and I can't do anything. You know, I don't feel like, yeah, give me, you know, give me, you know, a chance to do a mailing for a bank, I would be miserable at that. You know, I'm great at interviewing business leaders, but I can't do many, many, many other things. And so you have to know that, yes, paying me two, three, four, five thousand dollars for something is it's the smartest thing you ever did because I've gotten really good at that. Well, that's great advice, Bruce, and, and I hope a lot of writers out there are listening to that because a lot of writers do think <laughs> that they can write just about anything. They can say yes to just about anything, but if you no narrow way. your focus in on what you're really, really good at, then you're delivering a lot of value to uh, potential clients out there. And uh, not not only you know can you land clients, but those, those clients become advocates as well. You mentioned clients that's been with you for months and months and months. Um, they become advocates. They become your cheerleaders. Uh, they recommend you. Uh, and, and that's how you really build a thriving writing business. Uh, now, I wanted to close by uh, just mentioning that, that you have come out recently with a terrific book that I'm almost through. I've read about half of it. Uh, uh, you uh, you wrote it co-authored with, and I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, mispronounce the name Amy Blaschka. 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 Yeah, I've actually yeah. spoken with her a few months ago live, and I That's forgot right. the pronunciation yeah. of Blaschka. And it's a terrific book called I Am. And if you want to uh, find it, you just have to go on Amazon, type in I Am, and type in Bruce Kazanoff, and that way you'll find the book right away because there's other books called I Am. It's uh, I, I don't want to get into what the book is about, but I just wanted to read one section of the book that really resonated to me. With your permission, Bruce, I wanted to close with that, if that's okay. That'd be great. Thank yeah. you. The section is called, I am a blank canvas. I am a blank canvas. Open to infinite possibilities. Willing to embrace change and adventure. Ready to fill my frame with color and movement and texture and pattern. To live fully, to live to feel deeply, and to experience all that life has to offer. I am a blank canvas. That's my, that's my favorite one so far, Bruce. <laughs> well, well, Amy wrote that. Thank oh, okay. you for... No, no, it, it, oh. it, we, take, we take great pleasure in like having people guess who wrote which one. I just wanted to acknowledge that, that, that she wrote that, and, and I love that one too. And, you know, I'll just say that what, the way you use that, that little excerpt 
is exactly how we like the book to be used because it's supposed to spur creativity and insight and imagination. And that was a great example of that. Well, and thank you and thank Amy for, for writing that book. It's terrific. Uh, and Bruce, thank you very much for joining us on the podcast today on B2B Writing Success. Really appreciate your time. My pleasure. Anytime, Steve. Thank you. Okay, that was Bruce Kazanoff. And remember, his book is called I Am. It's co-written by Amy Blaschka. And you can find it on Amazon. Just uh, do a search for I Am and Bruce Kazanoff or Amy Blaschka, and you'll find the book. I really enjoyed it. It's a great book, especially if you're a writer. So that's this week's B2B Writing Success. I hope you found it helpful. And if you'd like to listen to past episodes, you can go to b2bwritingsuccess.com. You'll find all the past episodes right there. Or, of course, you can subscribe on iTunes. So have a great week with your B2B writing or copywriting business. I will be talking to you next week. We hope you enjoyed this edition of B2B Writing Success with Steve Slonwhite. For more tips on building a thriving B2B writing business, visit www.b2bwritingsuccess.com.